It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A rat ran onto the field during last night's New York Mets game. A staff member quickly caught it and, out of habit, tossed it to a kid in the front row. (laughs) (laughs) And some lucky fan taking home a rat. Uh, yesterday, I, I thought the reporting on the inflation numbers was kind of dumb because it was so spun as good news. The fact that inflation stopped growing at such a rate by a tiny bit, I mean, a tiny bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's better than the opposite, but it's barely good news. And um, now there's news today that is definitely not good news. So the inflation number you were hearing yesterday the CPI, Consumer Price Index, that's the most widely used gauge to track inflation among the press, but not among economists. Economists look at core inflation is the um, is the number that an, an analyst look at to figure out exactly what our current inflationary pressure is. And that is inflation, but it excludes, you take out food and energy because they're so random going up and down. It kind of sometimes gives you a misleading picture. Well, if you take that stuff out and you go with the core inflation numbers, which came out today, um, it inflation rose 0.6% from March. That's double the rate from the prior month and higher than what they were expecting. So the rate of inflation actually doubled month to month with core inflation again that's the number that people who study this for a living use yeah my understanding is gas prices actually went down in april they've come up with a vengeance but so that's what distorted the number i don't understand why the press uses a number that economists don't use i've always wondered that about unemployment the the actual business people use the u3 or u6 or whatever but the press and us use the big number 
that's misleading. I don't I don't know why that is. Yeah, yeah. I'm in terms of actually communicating to people. I, I see your point because the core inflation number is really the one that tells you what's going on. But in terms of people's day to day lives, I mean, energy and food are obviously big expenditures. So you you do want to report that. But don't you want to know if inflation is actually going up or down? I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's going up in horrific fashion. And every day you're poorer. Every day I'm poorer. Good Lord. And by quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless you're getting a big raise this year, and you probably aren't. We got this text. Uh, my usual $500 trip to Costco every two weeks because I buy the same things is now 650 Buying the same amount of stuff, same things, went up $150 from 500 to 650 That's a noticeable amount. And if you got gas... Well, you know, on the trip, you notice the difference there. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I can ah, taste it. I'm going to have to start treating eating out like my parents did when I was a kid. I think. Because if, if me and the two kids go somewhere, just like a regular restaurant, restaurant. what do you call like Applebee's and those kind of places? What Family restaurant? Red Robin is where we usually good go because they have a great gluten-free bun. That's our struggle is you got one person that's gluten-free, finding a place where everybody can eat. Anywho, uh, it now costs what it used to cost to go to a fancy restaurant. Wow. It's like, wow. We're getting burgers and fries? Red Robin is now the Morton's? (laughs) Yeah, more or less, yeah. The hell? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Although that onion ring tower, huh? That onion ring tower, speaking my name. I can taste it. I can taste it. I hear you, Joe Biden. Architecture made of onion rings. Mm. <laughs> yeah, good Lord, it's troubling. I try not to think about it too, too much. I mean, obviously, we advocate policies around here that are not inflationary. But other than that, I mean, it's too sickening. You can't sit around ruminating on it all the time, how your retirement savings that you've scrimped and saved to throw together or shrink in or, you know, just uh, as as... Housing is the prices you must pay. I mean, you can opt not to go out to dinner. You're going to cook at home now, okay? There are a number of things. You can you keep wearing old clothes, et cetera, et cetera. But the real uh, boom that's been lowered is food and fuel. And you got to eat. And you've got to put gas in your car to show up to work for, you know, most people. And that's just, that's rough. And I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, I remember what it's like. Um, but man, to be living paycheck to paycheck during these times, I, I feel for you folks. I truly do. Un- unlike the president who says, I hear your frustration. I can t- 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 taste it. I know you got to be frustrated. I know I can t- taste it. I hate that. I hate that of all, all politicians. That's not a party thing. Just quit, quit with the, you're showing me how much you care and <laughs> just stop. I it's politics that. for dumb people. It's yeah. emotionalism. Yeah, I don't it need it. Just, hey, come up with some policies that help. I don't care if you hate me. I don't <laughs> care if you're mocking my concerns. Just do some policies. I mean, it's just, I mean, right? I, I, anyway. Other than not do what they did the last couple of years, which it's too late for, there's not much you can do. There's not a lot you can do. The Fed is going to choke the economy until it about blacks out. That's what they're going to do. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Choke it until it blacks out. Almost. All right. Yeah. Fabulous. It's just great. All right. Anyway. And what is that number going to be? What is the interest rate going to be when they finally feel like they've got inflation uh, 
to start uh, getting an, an is it going to be 8%? 50 percent APR. You got a $400,000 mortgage every year you pay $200,000 in interest. <laughs> now, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, there are so many uh, unforeseen things that could happen to affect it all. It's got a, a war going on? Sure. There's a freaking war going on. Oh, where's that clip, Michael? What do we got to tip you or something? What's the matter with you? I'm kidding. Uh, oh, hey, I was criticizing social media uh, fairly harshly last hour, although I really didn't get a chance to uh, throw the haymakers I intended as we ran out of time. But uh, have you heard this, the Facebook in Australia story? They deliberately uh, sabotaged the pages of Australian hospitals, emergency services, and charities to strong-arm the legislature in Australia. Hasn't got much attention in the U.S. Zuckerberg is evil. More on that to come. Okay. I don't know that story. Have you heard from a man down under? We will. (laughs) Stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Will this chamber step into the breach and protect the basic right to choose? We cannot allow the whims of Magna Republicans to bully the rest of the country into submission. I urge my colleagues, take a stand. I urge my colleagues and Americans to fight back. The, the whims of the Magna Magna Republicans. Mega Republicans. Magna oh. Republicans. So was, Although, uh, what did uh, Biden call uh, folks the, early, the other day? Ultra MAGA? Yeah, that's a, I think obviously that's the talking point. Yeah. Mega Republicans. Magna uh, Republicans. So in case you didn't know this, the, the Senate claims and the media claimed along with them that the Democrats were trying to craft a bill into law that would protect Roe versus Wade. What they did was much, much more cynical than that, coming from a group that for the last week has been claiming that something awful is being done to women and somebody needs to do something about it. They didn't try to do something about it. They crafted it on purpose to fail yesterday. If you don't know that story, I think Senator Joe Manchin, who voted against it yesterday, he's a Democrat, kept it from passing. He explains why. It wipes 500, 500 state laws off the books. It expands abortion. And with that, that's not where we are today. We should not be dividing this country further than we're already divided. And it's, it's really the, the, the politics of Congress that's dividing the country. It's not the people. They, they're telling us what they want. That was clip number two. We missed clip number one there, which is also worth hearing. This is more of Joe Manchin from yesterday. I was hopeful that the Democratic Party, having control of the agenda, would put a piece of legislation forward that would really codify Roe v. Wade. 70% of the American public wants Roe v. Wade to be codified, as has been precedented law for 50 years. To me, that would be the reasonable, rational thing to do. The bill we have today to vote on, the Women's Health Protection Act, and I respect people who support, but don't make no mistake, it is not Roe v. Wade codification. It's an expansion. It is not Roe v. Wade codification. The Democrat and the media, either because they didn't spend enough time to look into it, some of it is just sloppy, I think. Some of it is partisanship. 
the, the Democrats didn't put together a bill that would have kept in place what has been for the last however many years. They went way, way, way further, as you heard Joe Manchin say there, outlawing 500 state laws around the country. And he wasn't on board with that, and most of America wouldn't be on board with that. And as Joe Manchin said, there's not a, a divisiveness in the country. The country is telling the government what they want. What the country wants, majorities want, is for abortion to be legal in the first trimester, not after that. That's what the country wants. If you proposed legislation like that, it'd pass easily. It wouldn't be that controversial. Um, but the government doesn't do that. Everybody's so freaking cynical. It's just, it's unbelievable. Sure, you know, famously, Nancy Pelosi never uh, brings a vote unless she has the votes to win. Mitch McConnell, likewise. Actually, the evil Chuck Schumer is uh, similar. So why would you intentionally have a vote you knew you were going to lose? Not only did they not have enough votes to overcome a filibuster, they knew they didn't have 50 Democratic votes. So why would you intentionally craft a bill you knew couldn't possibly pass, then go ahead and have the vote? I don't understand. Yeah, because it's election season and they want to be able to have everybody on the record for how they voted, and once again, the compliant or stupid media not uh, pointing out to people that, no, this is not keeping the status quo. This is an ex- a great expansion. It would basically be anybody could get an abortion at any point in the pregnancy for any reason. That's what would have passed yesterday if they passed it. That's not codifying Roe versus Wade, and that's not what Americans want. Yeah, it was interesting. I can't remember what show I was watching. Mm-hmm. It might have been Special Report with Brett Bear, But they were talking to a handful of senators, both Democrats and Republicans. And uh, the, some of the Democrats were clearly uncomfortable because they're known to be at least marginally, quote-unquote, pro-life. In other words, they're in, they're in favor of reasonable restrictions against abortion. Um, and they were obviously browbeaten into voting for it, knowing it would never pass. Because the whole point of the maneuver was to have Republicans vote against women's basic rights of health care. You know, however they wanted to put it. It is incredibly cynical. And performative, as usual. Nobody, nobody even wants to make legislation anymore. They just want to do their 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 damn monkey dance in front of the voters. Their damn monkey social... dance. <laughs> then they're dancing like monkeys over there. And then, then 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 they take it to social media. Then they put out their fundraising fund raising letters. The Republicans tried to ruin all women's lives and deny them medical care. They voted against it. Send twenty dollars so we can fight the evil Republicans. Oh my God, our government sucks. Mega Republicans. Magna Republicans. Magna Republicans. That's right. That's who's doing it, Chuck. So, have you heard of the electric car company Rivian? They make those cool looking trucks. I've only seen one in person out and about. Cool looking truck, though. And I don't know much about them. I've never driven one or anything like that. I'm I'm, I'm driving a Tesla currently, but I'm not uh, married to the product. If a better one came along, I'd move to that. But the, the, the business aspect of this whole thing is interesting. Tesla gets a lot of attention for its value. It's worth more. At various times, it has been worth more than every other car company added together. Which that's, is insane. That's insane. Well, Rivian... Yeah. At least you've heard of Tesla, and certainly if you live in California, you see a Tesla. You can't commute without seeing multiple Teslas. I've seen one Rivian ever. Rivian is worth more than, well, up until like two days ago. That's one of the points of the story. Their stock dropped by 25% for a variety of reasons. But Oof. Rivian is worth more than every car company in the world except for Tesla and Toyota. 
Rivian wow. worth more than General Motors. Rivian worth more than Ford. And you've never heard of it or seen one. And they've never made a profit. But it's all the speculation of this is the future or the stocks. Or maybe it's just as basic as of I think the stock will go up. I'll sell it, whether it's the future or not, and make money. Um, but, that, man, there's some weird stuff going on with stocks. How could Rivian be worth more than General Motors? I know I, I can't comprehend it other than it's speculative. Uh, I, I remember I almost put a down payment on one of those Rivian trucks when I first saw them. That cool. We got the link to the website and all. They're amazing. Yeah. Uh, but so are they in trouble or what? Uh, tough times? Yeah, the, the, well, they they got a recall today, and they had some supply stuff and whatever. I don't know. They go, everything goes up and down so much. I was looking, I was doing a little research to talk about this segment, and I saw I hadn't even heard this. I don't know if you know um, all the different electric car brands that are out there, but Lucid is the guy who used to work with Elon at Tesla and got mad at Elon and took the technology to Lucid, and they're in a battle. But anyway, he claims he's building a better Tesla than Tesla at Lucid. Very expensive car. A very expensive car. Makes Tesla look affordable. But uh, as of January, Lucid was worth more than Rivian, which was worth more than everybody but Toyota and Tesla. So, I don't know. Wow. And you've never heard of Lucid or seen one. Right. I know I've never seen a Lucid. I I I am rarely lucid. Um, <laughs> California is wow. so wacky. I was at a, st- a four way stop the other day. There were three cars at a four way stop, and we were all in Teslas. And I thought this is not happening many places in America. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you know, it, it's funny you're talking about that expensive car. I know in inflationary times, the idea is, well, you ought to buy stuff now because it's going to be more expensive in a month and it's going to be a hell of a lot more expensive in a year. So go ahead and spend your money, which causes more inflationary pressure. Uh, Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's the point I am in my life. I don't want to buy anything. I mean, I I bought a golf shirt the other day. Okay. Um, I mean, I I, I feel like I better hold on to my money. It is interesting. I'm going to need it. (laughs) I know for Tesla's flagship model... Uh, the plaid they can't keep up, and that's like a hundred and sixty thousand dollars. With the economy doing what it is, how who are you that's going out and doing that? Well, good for you. You must have a hell of a lot of money in the bank, and no worries. The plaid. So Elon's gone from naming his cars letters that spell out sexy to now plaid. Plaid is from the movie Spaceballs. That's where the term comes from. Which I do, I've never seen that movie. A number of the things he's done in his rocket company and car company are from the movie Spaceballs, which maybe I should watch. So I have. Featuring America's comedy genius, John Candy, who's from Canada. Um, <laughs> as I recall, that's the, that's the uh, Mel Brooks uh, send-up of Star Wars, I'll, I think. I'll take your word for it. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. So social media deserves regular kickings, and boy, I got my kicking boots on. I'm going to give it to them good. Coming up. Join us for that, won't you? A good kicking. Everybody loves that. Armstrong and Getty. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So there you are, Broadway. Excited to be back in the theater watching a play, not only a play, but a play starring Broadway legend Patti LuPone. But wait, you've let your mask, and yes, they're requiring masks in a lot of the theaters. You've let your mask sag below your nose, and Patti LuPone decides to address you from the stage. Your mask protects me so that I can perform. That's why you're in the theater. That is the rule. If you don't want to follow the rule, get the f*** out. Woo! Who do you think you are if you do not respect the people that are sitting around you? That's wild. I was listening to a New Yorker on a podcast the other day because he talking about how he went to the Billy Joel concert. He was playing a small area. And uh, no masks, of course, but you go a couple of blocks the other direction, the Broadway crowd, everybody in masks, and that sort of response from the stage if you, your mask slips below your nose. And it's it's all, like, ideology and perception, right? I mean, it's just yeah, different crowds. it's just cultural. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, how, how wild. Uh, speaking of different cultures clashing, a uh, great article here uh, from the New York Post, Rachel Bovard. Talking about uh, uh, Trump getting yanked off at Twitter and the specific tweets that were cited. And I'd forgotten how vague they were Um, in the wake of January 6th, which, again, I found absolutely abhorrent and always will. Twitter cited a couple of tweets. uh, The 75,000 great American patriots who voted for me, America first and make America great again, have a giant voice in the future, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Twitter said that uh, they tied themselves in knots explaining how these tweets violated the company's policy against glorification of violence, mentioning the context of broader events and the ways in which the president's statements can be mobilized by different audiences, including to incite violence, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they tied themselves in knots. Then they mentioned Lori Lightfoot issuing calls for friends in the LGBTQ plus community to recognize the leak of the Supreme Court decision as a call to arms. We will not surrender our rights without a fight. 
uh, senior guy at Vox saying, burn it down, burn it all down, meaning the country and the Supreme Court. And they and their blue check marks are still up. Right. We mentioned the guy who uh, uh, who said uh, assassinating a Supreme Court justice was okay. And, and Twitter specifically saying it didn't violate their policies. That's a good one. Right. And then she asks, for that matter, why is Facebook still allowing an account for the left-wing extremist group Ruth Sent Us, which published the home addresses of sitting Supreme Court justices? That led to protesters to gather outside the homes of Supreme Court justices to shout obscenities and objections, a potential violation of federal law. Uh, long story short, it's okay to incite violence on Twitter as long as it's for the right oh, cause. Yeah. Can, I think we knew that. Can you imagine if you had if it went the other way and you posted the addresses of the liberal justices. You think Twitter would let you stay on? Come on. No, they'd go crazy. Meanwhile, over at Evil Evil Facebook, not many people in the U.S. have followed this story, but it caught my eye in the Wall Street Journal the other day. Last year, when Facebook blocked news in Australia in response to potential legislation making platforms pay publishers for their content, it also took down the pages of Australian hospitals, emergency services, and charities. It publicly called the resulting chaos inadvertent. Internally, the preemptive strike was hailed as a strategic masterstroke. Again, this is a trio of writers in the Wall Street Journal. Facebook documents and testimony filed to U.S. and Australian authorities by whistleblowers alleged that the social media giant deliberately created an overly broad and sloppy process to take down pages, allowing swaths of the Australian government and health services to be caught in its web just as the country was launching COVID vaccinations. The goal, according to the whistleblowers and documents, was to exert maximum negotiating leverage over the Australian Parliament, which was voting on the first uh, law in the world that would require platforms like Google and Facebook to pay news outlets for using their content, for posting their content. Despite saying it was only targeting news outlets so there wouldn't be confusion about copyrights, the company deployed an algorithm for deciding what pages to take down that it knew was certain to affect more than publishers, according to people familiar with the matter, including Facebook employees. So, I mean, aside from driving your children to the uh, brink of suicide and despair, and I've got so much on that, it's just depressing. Mm. So I've been holding it back. It's, it is it is the story of our time, I think. It may be, it's right up there with the struggle against China for supremacy in the world. What we have done to our children with technology and particularly COVID crackdown, COVID policy. Anyway, I'm not going to, I don't want to get hung up on that, but. Um, so Facebook is absolutely willing to pull that sort of, sort of strong arm tactic to influence a legislature. It's not surprising, really. I just think it's great that certain uh, folks within Facebook have come forward and said, I, I don't want to be party to this. This is, this is wrong. And, um, and so I'm blowing the whistle. So good for them. It's funny you mentioned technology. I was just looking at this graph in the USA Today. U.S. adults on the idea that technology is changing their lives for the better. It's majority that people agree that it's made their lives better, but the plurality, the biggest number is 42% somewhat agree. So it's not just an, oh, yeah, absolutely, by most people. Uh, you know, and I think for good reason, the biggest number of people say, yeah, it's better, but, man, there's a lot of downside. Yeah, I, I, I would 
answer it that way, too. I think that's a great description of what virtually all of us think. And and I don't have adolescents. I don't have kids. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just, no, I said I wasn't going to get off on, on it, so I won't. But there ought to be some sort of bipartisan, all-media, the, the, the international symposium on what we've done to our kids. I think I think it ought to transcend every every party, every economic interest, um, and just talk honestly about it. How our kids are? Uh, uh, well, I think that the headline in a story I read was "Alone Staring at a Screen." Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Keep your kids away from social media till after puberty was the rock solid conclu- conclusion of that piece by the way, for what it's worth. Till after puberty, which ends when? When it's done. It ends when it's done, says Joe Getty. I'm still going through it myself. I'm still waiting to mature, but uh, there's hope. So New York Times is the only outlet that had the story that Putin was going to get an operation for his cancer. They're New York Post, I New believe. York Post, I'm sorry. What did I say? The Times. Oh, that's wrong. Um, New York no Post was the only place that had this story that I saw, and they've got another version out today. Body doubles will reportedly replace ailing Putin during upcoming surgery. I yeah, knew somebody Michael, would use the body double eventually. Michael, a fan, big fan of body doubles. I don't know why you. If, need if you to, are Michael, I don't know. Maybe you're a body double. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why you would need to do that. I mean, he doesn't show his face every day, so he could go a couple of days without being seen, without a body double. I mean, are there Putin look like contests in Russia, like at the local oh. county fair and stuff like that? When I went to Moscow, there was a guy that looked exactly like th- this. Was a different time. This was during that weird little brief time where it was a little closer to a free society, and um, the world thought he might be okay where this sort of thing could happen. There was a guy that looked exactly like Vladimir Putin in Red Square, and you could get your picture taken with him. I think I did. I've got a picture somewhere of me getting a picture taken. <laughs> and he looks exactly like Putin. I'm sure. That explains why the FBI calls me every six months to ask me what you're up to. And I thought that was kind of uh, funny in a mocking sort of way. I doubt that flies sure. now, and uh, if that guy is being utilized at all, it's to help hide things that Putin does or... Well, that's uh, that's how Journey, the band, got their 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 new singer after Steve Perry quit. They did. It was a Journey tribute band. The guy sounded exactly like Steve Perry, so they hired him. I imagine Putin's uh, Putin went around the country having uh, how much do you look like Putin contests just to line up Michael's body doubles, <laughs> just in case he needs them. I don't know those pictures that are out today of Putin with the weird black marks on his face that look like they're being covered up by makeup. Unless those pictures were doctored, they certainly look like something. I hope he's sick. That'd be great. I hope he keels over today, and I hope it's painful on the way out. You try to hire a guy to be my body double, he's going to say, great, I can quit working out. <laughs> I can eat and drink whatever I want. This is going to be great. I am headed to the Sizzler. <laughs> uh, we will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So when you're home thinking, what is this all about? Just think about when I was hungry, you fed me in the Gospel of Matthew. I uh, get ooged out whenever Nancy Pelosi starts doing the whole Bible. I'm a staunch Christian. The Bible! The seconds before she burst into flame. (laughs) She was doing that to uh, justify as a coded word, to, to... Rationalize is good. What would be the right word? Explain. Uh, she was doing that to explain why people should support the $40 billion aid package to Ukraine that just passed the House. That it's, uh, you know, Jesus says we should help people in need sort of thing. And uh, I find it interesting. Tucker went hardcore last night on why we're ignoring people at home, even using the example of all the homeless. It's kind of interesting uh, that we've we have more homeless on the street than we've ever had. And we're giving 40 billion dollars to Ukraine and, and a number of other things. His, his point about the border, I, I like, you know, quit talking about Ukrainian borders when you're not willing to secure our borders. That's a good one. 
But uh, so, but Tucker's got his own thing, and he, you know, he's uh, he's a show, and he's trying to be provocative. Heritage, which is a serious think tank, came out today, the conservative think tank, and said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Forty billion dollars." How about $40 billion we spend in the, here in the, in the United States on X, you know, list of things that we need spending on? So they came right. out against the aid package to Ukraine. Yeah, it's kind of a specious argument, if you ask me. Um, I, in principle, I, I see what they're driving at, and I appreciate them speaking up for the things that ought to be done in this country. But we spend trillions of dollars in this country, and we spend it on anything we want, in any amount we want, and if we don't have enough, we just print it or borrow it. Or, or agree to tax our, our kids and grandkids at a level that we would have a revolution over. We're utterly immoral when it comes to finances in this country. So it's tough to buy the, you know, how can you spend $40 billion here? You should spend it there. When we're spending, who knows, a quarter of a trillion dollars easily on crap that's just pointless? Oh, yeah. 100% guaranteed. Yeah. So, like I say, uh, give me give me uh, a better, uh, you know, A and B. Give me a better, why are we wasting this on this government program that's never been proved to work and is redundant, blah, 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 instead of, uh, you know, at the border or what have you. That, that'd be more reasonable. But, you know, again, Tucker's got a weird thing about Russia going on. I'm not sure what it is exactly. So we featured Young Thug Slime earlier. Is that the name of him? Young Thug Slime is the name of his music? Group, oh, whatever. I don't yeah, know. Young I don't know. Thug is the name of the uh, young rapper. But he's with several other dudes, and uh, they've all been indicted, by the way, in Georgia on all kinds of uh, criminal charges, and they might use the lyrics in the courtroom to try to prove that he's part of a criminal enterprise, which we discussed in Hour 2 of the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's kind of an interesting idea. Jay-Z and a number of other people have come forward and say, no, 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 this is just art. We're just describing a lifestyle that exists in big cities, and you can't use that as evidence that they're... So I understand I understand where he's coming from on that. Anywho, we thought we'd play a little young thug, because there's a decent chance that many of you in our audience, even though he is a Grammy... <laughs> Grammy-nominated musical artists have not heard some of his songs. These are the lyrics to a song called Slime S-Word. <laughs> Slime S? What is he, describing a goose? And these lyrics are going to be used in the courtroom. Here's what it sounds like. Hey, did that slime sh- Need a slime sh- Couple sh- Delivery sh- Police In a house Was he talking about my tacos there at one point? I kind of like his gro- I kind of like his groove. Although, well, I was about to say that it sounds similar to many other grooves from that genre, but what you can't say that of the country station or place. If you're other. looking for originality out of your pop music, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah, and, and I made the point earlier that there are plenty of classic country songs from over the years that talk about all kinds of drinking and drug use and murders and all kinds of different things. And as far as I know, Johnny Cash was never arrested for confessing to shooting at a man in Reno just to watch him die. Of course, uh, 
there was no man in Reno shot by a guy who looked just like Johnny Cash. Um, I mean, if this, I remember some of these these rappers have wacky monikers that are uh, close friends of Mister Thug. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he rapped that me and what's his face went down to the Circle K and shot a guy while robbing it on the Fourth of June last year, and something like that happened, well, I, you know, that might be admissible. Oh, I don't know. It'd have to be pretty specific, though. It would have to be very specific. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, I think the uh, the best thing for society would be if you have enough evidence that doesn't include the lyrics from the music to convict this person of his crimes, then let's go with that. Yeah, just the idea. I think the defense would be, uh, no, I just made that up. It's song lyric. What are you so, going to say? So are we going to play the unbleeped version of that on the podcast so people can hear it? I certainly hope not. Oh, Although the bleeped version was pretty much just bleeps. Exactly. That's what I'm wondering Tough to get the groove, really. Hello, Nancy Pelosi here, eating my nine rum-soaked raisins while I'm watching the neighbor kid clean the duke off my driveway. Now final thoughts. <laughs> the duke? <laughs> Oh, my. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. That was the Speaker of the House right there. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody. <laughs> Excuse me, on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, pressing the buttons, Michelangelo. Michael? Yeah, all I can say is I'm not a fan of Young Thud. You know, Christopher Cross and Bob Seger, they never spoke that way. <laughs> never spoke that way in their songs. Really offends That's me. Right. That's when music was music, wasn't yeah. it? That's right. Uh, young Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer, is still on his honeymoon. Is he ever coming back to work? Yeah, well, anyway, so we'll, <laughs> we'll skip his slot. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought to share with us? Yeah, music's a funny thing. Is we've talked about it many times over the years. If you, your genre like is cool and makes sense to you, and the other genres are stupid and lame and all sound the same, and <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I try to like them all. The good stuff of all of them, most of the good stuff of all genres I like. My final thought is I'm going to go after the show and have a fruit smoothie, which is my uh, habit. I make them at home. And uh, yesterday I was actually at home having a fruit smoothie riding along in my golf cart when a neighbor's dog ran up and I helped secure the dog as it was off the leash. And uh, and it turned and ate it stuck its muzzle and its tongue in my only half-eaten fruit smoothie, which was my only food for the afternoon. So I'm saying to that dog right now publicly, I'm eating another smoothie this afternoon. You stick your th- your, your tongue in my smoothie, I'm going to punch you right in your cold, wet nose. All right? So did you, Fair warning. Did you eat the other half after the do- dog had stuck his tongue in there? No, I thought about Less it. Less germs than a human, they say. That's not true. Um... I felt like kind of a wimp, but no, I got rid of it. Same number of germs as a human who licks their own behind. <laughs> wow. Well said. And elegantly. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Would you hop links through there? You can get some swag. Email us uh, the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. If you don't want to follow the rule, get up. I am headed to the Sizzler. To me, that would be the reasonable, rational thing to do. My God, man. Come on. So when you're home thinking, what is this all about? Just think about it. Have you been a good little Nazi? Aw. Aw. Aw.
<laughs> when it comes on for you to go, you have to go. It was so bizarre. I can taste it. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.